Welcome to the Gospel Pursuits broadcast this morning on a Tuesday. Sunny-ish, cloudy-ish, cold, cold day today in uh, the UK. I uh, had my scarf on, slippery on the roads um, in terms of walking. But it's all good, happy days. The, the dog was happy to be out for a walk and so were the boys happy going to school. So welcome to n- another week. Flip, we are... Flying through January, what are we on now? Um, gosh, the 18th of January, we're, we're, we're nearly into February. I mean, it's, it's this year's flying by already. I, I, you always feel like that. I think we all always say that. that I don't know whether it's just uh, uh, when you get older, you just start the time starts to fly a bit more. You start to think back and think, well, I wish I did more there or et cetera, et cetera. But that's all good. We are moving forward. And thank God, God is moving with us. And we are backed by his word, backed by his spirit, and uh, as he leads and guides us, we follow him. And he, the glory of God, it says in uh, Proverbs, is our rear guard. Uh, so we have him surrounding us, really. Um, I love that story of uh, either Elisha or Elijah when they were trapped in a, a town and his, and his servant was like, oh, we're surrounded by armies. And uh, the prophet says, God opened his eyes to see what I see. And he just saw thousands of angels. I think they talk about um, was it the six or seven day war in Israel when they had uh, angels were ma- appearing to the op- opposing team, team, um, uh, the enemy, and uh, it just it just wiped out. It just settled the war very quickly because God was on the side of Israel and God is on the side of us. God is on the side of you. God is on the side of me. We are uh, glorious ones. Uh, we are the ones who are filled with God's glory and we are to reveal his glory. We are. Uh, part and parcel of this end time move. If you're alive today, you are in exciting times. It might be difficult. It says it's in Timothy. It says it uh, in Second Timothy three one, and it's a scripture verse I keep coming back. You should know this, Timothy. And the last days there will be difficult times. But see, difficult times aren't what make us. Difficult times are not what break us. Difficult times are there for us to push through. And become stronger 
because of what's on the inside of what makes us stronger in other difficult times. You could become strong with going to the nicest gym in the world and you just apply resistance. Or you could become strong climbing a mountain. There are different uh, ways of being strong, but that doesn't mean that the particular way of making us strong is what makes you strong. It's the determination to apply resistance in your life. Or when a resistance comes, you apply opposing force and pressure by your faith. You press in and you start to step up to a higher level. And that's what's so amazing about God and so amazing about the things of God. In James chapter 1, this is kind of where you probably could, you could guess by the title, Great Joy, I'm going. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Verse 3 in chapter 1 says, For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. See, life is going to throw stuff at us. You, um, I'm going to talk about Abraham climbing a mountain in a minute. And my pastor was preaching this on Sunday morning. She was talking about climbing a mountain and going into the deeper things of God and, and obeying God. And that assignment, that mountain that you've got to climb, that's we face it with great joy. Now, that mountain isn't going to be tests and trials. If the mountain that gets thrown in your way by the enemy is what you can remove by your faith. There are certain things you have to climb and endure and go through and go up into the things of God. But there's also things that the enemy throws at us that we just wipe out with our faith. And I'll, I'll t- hopefully talk a little bit about that today. But I love this. Your great joy is what you start with. You don't necessarily have to wait for tests and trials to suddenly decide, oh, I'm going to have great joy. But y- you have tests and trials in your life temptations, um, things that pressure, it it really means in the Greek, pressure against your life. It's not God throwing stuff at you. God's not testing your obedience necessarily. He's not, that's not how we necessarily see things. It says it in in later on in James that God doesn't send us with, test us with, with the devil's stuff, basically. So we are tested. Now, obviously, God tests our obedience, and we'll get on to that in a minute. But this it, this is f- an interesting concept or uh, something that you need to grab a hold of. That when things come against you, pressures in s- in Mark chapter 4. And uh, this is kind of the where this message kind of come from, sprung from. Mark chapter 4, Jesus says, If you can't understand the meaning of this parable, how will you understand all other parables? The f- sower sows the word. Now, it talks about the sower sowing the word, which is the word of God, and the seed... On the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it joy, but since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. But it also says here that the word that falls among the thorns represents others who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life, the lures of wealth and the desires of other things, so no fruit is produced. The pressures and the worries of life, the lure of wealth, the desire for other things. First John says it in a slightly different way. Do not love the the w- this world nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and a pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, not from the Father, 
but are from this world. Those are pressures. Those are tests. Those are trials coming your way. When the word is sown, Satan will always immediately try and remove it from your heart. The minute you press stop on a, a broadcast like this, there'll be something that comes to distract you from the word of God. And we have to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And so when, as wisdom dictates, we stand on the word of God and continue to develop ourselves in these things consistently. And when we face great trials, we consider it an opportunity for great joy. When you preach these messages on trials, you, you tend, to f tend to frown and try to make people feel a little bit, it's okay, I, I support you. But really, it's ha, 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 he, 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 ho, ho, ho. As one minister always goes around, he used to say, uh, I can't remember who it was, but he just like, you just got to go ha, 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 he, 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 ho, ho, ho. That's what you do when trials approach you. But what you know what's really cool about this is that you enter the test and the trials, you face them head on, and you allow joy to rise up, you're going somewhere. It says this, For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Your enduring ability, a marathon runner, endures to the end. Now, there's a, what's called the runner's wall that you keep running and you keep running and you hit a wall and you start to endure. But once you press through that wall, you suddenly have a resurgence of energy. You Go over that wall and you have a refreshing and a new lease of life, if you like. And this is what counting it all joy does. You see, when you count it all joy and you start to hit walls, you start to hit things and you press through, there is going to come a, such a resurgence of life, resurrection life that comes up. Didn't you? Don't you think that Jesus faced a wall when he went into hell and died for us? He faced a three-day wall where he didn't know. He didn't, I mean, it's never been done before. And then, of course, God, the, by the Holy Spirit, raised him up. Hallelujah. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you see, you've, you're approaching your life. You're approaching tests and trials. I'm preaching this to myself today because I need to remember great joy. Great joy. Great unspeakable joy. I love it when it says it in Second Peter, isn't it? I think it's Second Peter. It might be First Peter. So be truly glad, First Peter 1, verse 6. So be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is being tested. Its fire tests and purifies gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus is revealed. Hallelujah. Joy unspeakable. Full of glory is what it says in the King James. I'll see if I can find the reference for you because it's important. I couldn't find it in my in, in the New Living because it probably said it completely different. The trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen you love, in whom though you, you see him not yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. We're counting it all joy. We're hitting a brick wall. We're counting it all joy. 
we're hitting tests and trials. We're counting it all joy. And then, of course, it says in James, which is, is just the, the crux of this whole thing, you count it all joy. And then when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The sower sows the word and sees 30, 60, 100 fold return. Great joy is built on s making an effort to endure. Making an effort to, you see, when a, a, a great marriage doesn't just happen, it is built. It's built on friction. It's built on pain. It's built on pressure. There's stuff that happened in a marriage. But after years of just developing and, and building and enduring through the hard times. Enduring through a hard time is not a bad feeling. Enduring through a hard time is a sense of overwhelming victory on the inside of you. Pressing against the pressure that's coming against you. The pressure that comes against you is much is just a physical uh, or a, an emotional or a, a natural thing that's coming to squash you. You see, when you operate in the natural and look by the natural, you start to react in the natural. But if you look into the spirit and see the angels about you, you see the armies of God about you, you see everything that the word promises about great and precious promises. Having done all the stand, stand. The, you don't, you know, what does it say in Hebrews? I love this scripture verse as well. Let me just find it quickly. I don't want, I, li I like quoting things, but at the same time, I, li I want to get it right. If you, you have need of patience, that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while he may not come, and you will surely come. Now the just shall live by faith. If any man draw back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but we are them to the believing of the soul. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the profession of our faith with out wavering for he is faithful that promise the things of god are brilliant brilliant in production brilliant in life brilliant in, in 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 operating in our lives but we have got to stand fast on his word and consider every pressure everything that comes against us everything that we feel whether it's tiny or big we resist it and we consider it joy because we endure to the end and we see the completion of the promise and the completion of the promise is glorious it's it's marvelous you you might be pressing in and con contending for to pay your mortgage off. You might be pressing in to contend to see your family saved. You might be pressing in to con contend to see to, to see financial victory in other areas of your life. You might be contending, like I am I'm contending to, to have an increase in my income so I can pour it into the gospel. So that every debt's paid, everything's gone, wiped out and pouring into the gospel. And I'm not going to let anything hinder my, my progress in that. I'm not going to stop believing God. I'm contending for his his victory to just bubble up from the inside of me. See, Abraham had a great test of his faith, didn't he? In Genesis chapter 22, Abraham had an opportunity to obey God. So obviously we're tested with pressures from the, the world and we consider it all joy. But another place to consider it all joy is when God tells you to do something that you don't want to do. Abraham faced a test 
that would have taken away in the natural everything that God had promised him. A test of an obedience, a test that said, sacrifice your only son. A test to see whether mankind could do what God intended to do through Jesus. If a man would believe God, God knew he could do what he, he, he needed to do in a nation. The nation of Israel which birthed Jesus. He was able to sow, sow the word in. Have a group of people speaking the word. A group of people speaking the word into the planet. So that the planet could receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Abraham faced a test. He faced a mountain. And it, the first thing he did. Uh, Abraham was. God tested Abraham's faith in Genesis chapter 22. And God called Abraham. And Abraham said yes here am I. First response was here am I. He didn't know what was coming. Take your son, only son, your only son, your only son, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains which I will show you. The next morning, Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and got going. The test of obedience is slightly different than the test of tests and trials. But yet you've got to face the same test, whether it be a, a, a godly test of obedience, a godly test of your sacrifice, a godly test of, of whatever God's asking you to do. You've got to face that with all joy because you enjoy a, you endure through whatever God's asking you to do. And it's not an endurance that is painful. It's an endurance that Jesus said, my burden is what light I have come to give you life. So any test that God has for you, an obedience test, there's much, 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 much more glory on the other side of it. And of course, we know the story with Abraham. He, he went up, he took his son, and he was still to the point of dropping the knife into his child's chest wherever he was going to kill him. And he was ready to do it because he knew so well that God's promises were far more exceedingly great and precious than anything that he could do in obedience to God. God, we're going to ask you to do something. God might ask you to do something. I don't know what it is. Give something away. Sacrifice a, 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 some, a relationship that is not right, that you want to keep hold of. But he's saying, no, cut it off. Because on the other side of obedience is always great joy and great victory and great provision. You see, Abraham knew that he would be provided for. He, Isaac asked him, where's the, the offering? And Abraham's God will provide the offering. And of course, God did. He provided it with a ram to replace Isaac. And then, of course, God then provided the offering of Jesus Christ. And it says in the word that Jesus saw many sons of glory ahead of him. He counted it all joy. Because of the joy awaiting him, Jesus endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor besides God's throne, Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. After all, you have not yet given your lives in struggle against sin. My child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline. Don't give up when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes each one. As except if you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Who ever heard of a child who is never disciplined by its father? If God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his children, it means that you are not you are illegitimate and not really his children. How does God discipline you? Through the word. 
He just he doesn't he's not a heavy-handed God where he batters you and beats you up with a stick. He's a God who loves you, but he will correct you. Prophecy, the word of prophecy is it, one of the functions of prophecy is to correct you. If you hear a prophecy that's correcting something in your life and you hear it and it registers in your heart, walk with it because you don't want to hit uh, to the to the ignoring God. Don't start ignoring God's correction in your life you're you're testing the things that he wants you to do don't st- ignore them don't ignore the promptings of the voice of the spirit don't ignore the the things that god's leading you to do allow joy to be your guidance See, if you can consider it great joy when you face a test and trial you know you're on the right path if you really resist and fight everything that's going on in your life and you don't have any joy and there's depression and this thing, I question if you're doing what's right. I have to watch that myself. I have to make sure that I'm on the correct path. I have to make sure my attitude's correct because if I don't, the dep- depression and things of, of negative nature, negative thoughts can start to pressurize me into making a decision that I don't want to make. We need to make correct decisions led of the Spirit of God. You see, we do that through a place of no condemnation. Walking in the Spirit leads to no condemnation. And when you walk in no condemnation, there is a freedom of life and a freedom of joy. Where there is liberty, there is the Spirit of God. If there's true freedom, when there's the Spirit of God's there, that's when true freedom can exist. It can't exist in any other concept. Without the Spirit of God, there cannot be freedom. So if you are stepping outside of the will of God, stepping outside of the Spirit of God, where there's condemnation, where there's defeat, where there's disaster, where there's trials and tests that will crush you when you step outside of that will just get yourself back in and repent and he is faithful and just to forgive you of all your sins you are not somebody who isn't blood-bought you are blood-bought you have had a price paid for you every person on this earth has been paid for by jesus accept jesus christ as your lord and savior you do that and you are blood-bought you are in the family as you like God will treat you as a very child. Yes, he'll correct you. Yes, he will ask you to do things that feel like a massive test of obedience. But he will never leave you to a place where you're under so much pressure that you cannot handle it. The pressure that comes from the enemy, the pressure that comes from without, is only there to produce something on the inside of you to pop out. And if the enemy can get that kept within you and keep you under then your growth in faith in your growth in life and joy and success will never be fully manifested if you cannot learn to consider it all joy consider it all joy when god tells you to do something consider it all joy when your pastor tells you to do something consider it all joy when your boss tells you to do something or your wife or your husband or even your children they ask you to consider it all joy that's a big one for me My children want to do stuff with me that I am just not interested in. And I'm always having to work on that. And I can't say that I'm the best. They're getting a bit older, so it's a little bit easier to interact with them um, on uh, um, things that I would like to do. But hallelujah, God is good. He is faithful and just. He forgives us of all of our sins. He, He loves us. He looks after us. Abraham climbing that mountain. His assignment to go and sacrifice. His assignment to to go and do the things of God. His assignment to press on to what God's told him to do. That's where we're all at right now. 
we're climbing a mountain whether we like it or not. If we're following the voice of God, the path will get narrower and narrower as we get into the things in the deeper things of God. The, 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 the chances and the opportunities for us to slip up and fail and, and to be taken out, they may increase. But we keep our focus on him, looking at him, the author and finish of our faith. He completes us. He started a work within you and I and he will finish it. He will finish the work that he started in you. Hallelujah. Let me just find that scripture verse because I like, again, we, we like to quote things from the Bible as preachers and we sometimes need to read them. Being confident in Philippians chapter 1 verse 6, being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Christ. Let's just look at it in the New Living and see if it helps. I am certain that God who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. We're going somewhere. We're going to be complete and wanting nothing. We're considering it all joy. Great joy. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. And the one way to release that is to laugh. Another way is to pray in the Holy Ghost until rivers of living water flow. And it's keeping ourselves in a place of excited passion and love for him that produces great joy. The word, the word as your foundation. The word as your foundation. We have a joy in our salvation, a spring in our step. Unspeakable joy that lives on the inside of us. Many of us just need to let our faces know that it's down there. Hallelujah. Well, God's a good God. He loves you greatly. Hallelujah. Good to see you, Elijah, on the comments there. Thank you for commenting. God's word works and produces good results. Keep going. Trust him. And as I wind up today, I just want to pray in the name of Jesus, that anyone watching this broadcast, that they would have a sense of joy springing forth in their life, a smile in their face, a sparkle in their eye, and a bubble in their heart in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God, for the word of God. Thank you, Father God, for what you've done today in this broadcast. Well, we'll see you all tomorrow, 9.15, normal time. Um, don't forget we're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, we're on Google Podcasts, so you can catch up with all this stuff at uh, a later date or just subscribe there and never watch me again. Um, we can, You can also catch it on Instagram at Gospel Pursuits, uh, Facebook, Gospel Pursuits, YouTube. Um, if you Google Gospel Pursuits, it will come up. Um, it's a great to see you all. Have a great day. Share the broadcast. Have a, have a wonderful time doing whatever you're doing on this fun Glorious Tuesday. Yeah.